in the sun where I find I know it's hard sometimes Pieces of peace in the sun's peace of mind I know it's hard sometimes Nice guys always finish last Should have known that gave you my heart what is up what is up what is going on guys it's isaiah we're back with another episode of the guest house podcast and we have a pretty pretty long away to guest on today it's it's a you know we we know each other from from back in the day you know and uh uh more than recently you know i told people that he was gonna do one we got pretty excited so no further ado got my boy uh got my boy bivs here today what up what up what's going on me, man dude chilling uh, so first of all, you work at you work at Dutch now. Okay, <laughs> Dutch Bros. Yeah. And I remember so I remember random. you posted about it randomly one day. Yeah, like, come see me. I'm graving. I was like, oh, maybe he just got a shirt no. from the homie. So how did that how did that come about? Because you work for another franchise, obviously. But. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I, a lot of people know. Um, if you're listening to this, you know me. If you don't know me, I used to work at Bayside Church. That's how we and Isaiah met. Um, left there a few months ago, and then we just kind of like. I just need to make money, mm. and so had a lot of friends work there. Um, I figured I could learn it quick. Yeah. It was a fat learning curve. It was hard. Yeah, it's no, hard. It's, it's not easy. See, some people, some people think <laughs> it's just making coffee, but yeah, it's no, a lot. It's not it's, easy. It goes deep. Um, but I've been there now since October, and then um, so what do you um, what do you see the big difference? Obviously, like working going from working at a church right. to working. At Dutch Bros can be a very, so how big is the difference between I guess the cultures of each of them? Yeah, I mean at church you're not you don't get to clock off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like um, every day is a different day, new journey. You got people hitting you up um, for good things, for bad things, and you just gotta you gotta be there for people. And you still are. For, I mean, you're yeah, there. Yeah. We're all there for people, but um, it's just a different life. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lifestyle, times the job. We're Dutch, you know. It's kind of like. You know, you got to do your thing. You got to serve the team. But it's kind of clock in, clock out, which I'm not super used to. Um, but then as well, dude, honestly, like, as far as church stuff goes, like, it's not, as far as people go, it's not much different. Other yeah. than the sense, like, obviously, you have believers, you have people who aren't believers. Mm-hmm. But um, people are really kind and really caring and really down to do things that you would consider almost Jesus-like of them. Yeah. And so it's really cool getting to meet people in that realm and... Uh, yeah, man, and I think, like, it was, it's been actually, there was, like, obviously learning how to do the craft of what Dutch Bros does mm-hmm. uh, was the big learning curve, but as far as people-wise, that was, like, easy, way smoother than Yeah, I you're thought. pretty good with, with people. I try. So, <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> well, because it was cool, so, because when we first, when I first, like, met you, I remember, like, I was like, wait, this guy, this guy plays guitar on Sundays and, Little bit. and Thursdays, and I was like, it, it's, it's. It's funny when you're in like the church realm of things because you see, for like just like people who are getting new to it and they're so involved mm-hmm. in it, you see like people like Pastor Kurt and stuff. They're like celebrities, and then even like the worship team, like even get interact with people from the worship team. You're like, damn, like, this is this is next level. And so I remember I was like, man, like I don't even know how to say. It. I'm, I'm not even as I wasn't uh, as comfortable as a kid oh, as a guy like at church because yeah. it's like I don't know how to be. What what version of myself am I supposed to right. be to you know? Um, but I remember meeting you. You're just so nice. Such a cool guy. One of, one of Blake's favorites. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, like, that culture, church culture can just be funny because it can turn into that, but it's no one's desire. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never my desire to be on stage and hope people that know will notice me and think I'm yeah. famous. Like, that's the, I don't give a rat's butt about yeah. that. Like, that's the last thing I care about. Um, so it is, it's a hard struggle of, like, obviously you're doing something where you know people can see you mm-hmm. um, and find that balance of, like, 
it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to not let it get to you yeah. in your head sometimes. But um, yeah, I mean, that's like you talk to anyone on worship teams, pastors, whatever. Like the last thing we want is like people to think they can't approach or can't mm-hmm. talk to us. And then, but it's on us too. Like a lot of times, it's easy to bind to your circle. And most worship teams, me specifically, could have. There's probably times we can do better at like mm-hmm. stepping out and being a part of things. But um, it's hard when you're there, you know, every day. But. Yeah. Um. But like. So you obviously like talk about how you do worship and stuff, but yeah. like you've been doing music for like yeah. The whole life, I mean, I you know? started doing uh, my the funniest story is like I got into music as a high school musical. Really, <laughs> Troy, what the heck? Troy Bolton's my guy. You're like oh. Zac Efron. I wanted so to be him. So when you found out that in the first one that wasn't actually Zac Drew, Efron singing, it was Drew Seeley. That, oh, yeah. How did that? How did that? How did that hurt? Because well, I remember I wanted to go see the live concert. And uh-huh. it wasn't Zac Efron. You're like, it's another who, guy. Who's this dude? So, uh, I mean, it was fine. He sang in the next two albums, but yeah, he's a little fake for that. He's a little fake. But yeah, so I did that. I started doing worship stuff at Bayside when I was like 15. Mm-hmm. I'll be 25 this year. God, so, you're going to be 25? Yeah. You're older than I'm me? an old man. I didn't know yeah, I did. 1996. Class of 2014. Um, and uh, yeah, and I'm still doing music stuff for this day. Obviously, still some worship stuff, but working on an EP right now. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that for years, but it's actually like... In the processes. Like, we're going to cross the finish line on the single in, like, a couple weeks. You released a snippet of it uh, I'm releasing, on Instagram. Yeah, I release snippets all the time. Here. Dude, I tell you what. It was nice. Here, you get a... You plug I got the ox. Right, I'll show yeah. you the intro to one. Um, it's... Guys, I've been following Bibb's music for like, a minute. This is, like, a faster song. Here, should I turn it down on my phone? Uh, No, it's fine. Okay. You can play it however. Like a faster song. Show the intro. My songs are sad. This one's like not a sad song. Like a happy one. So yeah. So that's just like the intro. My vocal comes in here, but um, and yeah, if you know, that's like a song I wrote when I was like twenty. So yeah, can't give him too much though. Can't give him too much. Ooh. Can't give him too much. Yeah. Can't so this little that's gonna be out like hopefully March. Oh, so I'm so pumped. So close. I'm pumped too. Um, but so so that so high school musical got you into music, but yeah. then when it came to like. Because everyone, they, they start, you obviously start doing worship stuff, but then mm-hmm. you start finding your music taste out. Because, yeah. like, I love worship original music. I still listen to it. But obviously, like, totally. I, I branch out to different aspects of music, like rap and stuff like that. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not all those songs I listen to correlate with kind of what worship music <laughs> totally. says. And so for you creating music, do you find a balance of, like, is this a work, like, a Christian type song, or is this like a a song, but the undertones? Because like Laney makes music that's like obviously yeah, some intro, yeah, has yeah. some has some undertones to it, but it's not fully like this. Except for the song, like I still talk to Jesus, right. but like yeah. outside of that, like they have their little undertones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think you're gonna always get it with people that are trying to at least pursue a Christian life. You know, like my goal with music is just to be honest and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm talking about relationships, talking about my dad's passing, talking about all kinds of stuff, and. Uh, so it's not necessarily any, none of it's going to be categorized as Christian music or worship music, but you're hearing about the life of a Christian guy. Yeah. And so you're going to hear about like, there's like one song where like one of the verses actually talks about like struggling to like think that God even listens sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, it's not necessarily Christian music. It's more like, but it is worship in the way of like, I want to be open and vulnerable and know that like people are people no matter where they're at. And I think... Mm-hmm. That's something I've always wanted to do better at with music is like if someone if one person, a couple people can relate to that and it helps them, uh, you know, if it helps someone get closer to God, great. But even if it helps someone just get closer to like a better day. Yeah. 
and they feel like someone is, like you just like, want to change someone yeah change someone's, someone's day, day man yeah. like and and it's also my way i'm really bad at expressing my feelings mm-hmm. you can talk to my ex-girlfriends like i'm really bad at like talking about my feelings and so um music is just like for some reason though i can write music about how i'm feeling and so it's quick and easy yeah it's trippy i feel like <laughs> everyone has trippy. their own way to express like i like sometimes i'll do like doodles and all like yeah even like sometimes like our like freestyles like no lie like i just like i just got out of a relationship mm-hmm. and i had some like frustration about everything that happened and then i like wrote a rap about it and i was reading and i was like okay yeah and i was like i'll just leave this somewhere so right. no one ever finds it kind yeah. of thing but i think everyone needs a way to find like to express themselves you know and um so when you started doing music, like your music recently, cause the first time I ever heard you was uh, the Co. <laughs> and I've been waiting for shout out Jay Spay. I've been waiting for the reunion of the Co. The or Co. another because I have, one of the songs was on my most listened to songs of like 2017. Yeah, we had a couple. We had like you know four out of the two songs. We had almost like five thousand yeah. listens on those, and they were like no promotion really. Like I mean, they were good for what they were. Uh, yeah, man, the Co. Jason, the song I just showed you is actually a song Jason I did way back mm-hmm. and we just never got around to it but i've always loved it and so um i don't know if the co will ever make a comeback but yeah. if jace is listening i've told him a million times he's going to be part of the band i ever mm-hmm. do so we're still homies me and broman are homies the the co's never dead it just might not ever look the same yeah. as it did <laughs> uh, and those songs are a little bit like oh, i was just we were just trying to write fun mm-hmm. kind of it reminded songs. me of like it reminded me of like uh Laney and yeah, it was Laney, those, that but type also like Hillsong Young yeah. and Free. So we were like, yeah, how, how can we combine these two? <laughs> yeah, things? we had some like big builds and stuff, but uh, definitely, we'll definitely be a lot more mature than mm-hmm. the co sound. <laughs> so I guess, uh, how's like how's life treating you? Like how's how's everything been? Obviously, like yeah, you had an eventful time since uh, October, and right. so what uh, what's new? Like what's going on? Because I mean, people who are gonna listen to this obviously like know who you are, but. I don't know how caught up they are with uh, everything you have going. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, Bayside and I, uh, you know, we had a, we've had a great relationship. You know, mm-hmm. still serve there. If anyone goes to church, still, you guys, like I was there playing like two Sunday nights ago. Um, but I just been on a journey of like figuring out who I am, what I'm about, and you know, there's been a lot of bumps along the way yeah. before I left, and um, through leadership talks and through talks with. Uh, friends and family and stuff. I just figured it was like best for me to like take a step away, man. I was mm-hmm. like I said, I started leading worship there when I was fifteen, um, and this is so lame of me to say. So if you're listening to this, don't think I'm saying it this way. But um, being in a church like Bayside when you're young and almost put in a spotlight when you're like yeah fourteen, fifteen. Well, it's a, yeah. Um, well, with Bayside being <laughs> like a considered a mega church, right? Yeah. So you get like twenty thousand people yeah. or so, and so there's really amazing people there, but also there's uh, people are held accountable to their actions and held mm-hmm. accountable they're doing. And so to kind of, it, if I'm honest, it was hard to go, you know, the last 10 years going like trying to think not for myself, but I couldn't really explore maybe some thoughts or some things that I wanted to, cause maybe I was a little nervous about mm-hmm. like people getting mad at me or people yeah. cu- getting caught up with me. And so that wore on me for years, man. And, um, it's not that I'm out here, like <laughs> I'm not out here, like, doing drugs or like chasing girls whatever but it was more just like going on a journey of like who am i outside of this place who mm-hmm. am i what's my relationship with god outside of this place and so even since october it's been like a massive journey um with different friends uh not necessarily falling outs but you just go through different relationship changes yeah with people every day um and so but my faith feels a lot stronger and i feel like i'm 
getting stronger each day it's not always easy mm-hmm. like at all especially when your heart's been invested in something for so long but um yeah i mean i was just like the young kid and i was making dumb kid decisions and it's hard there's no there were, there's not a lot of space where you're not getting um i guess i think you i think you guys get what i'm trying to say yeah like, yeah. yeah well because i was like obviously i wasn't in there for since i was 15 i mean i went i started going to church when i was 18 but i was like a newly saved christian and stuff like that and then as like time progressed i think like i would i would start going to church in april of like 2015 mm-hmm. i got baptized in june and then i was leading a small group in like i think august or right. you know and yeah. so like i was thrown into it and then i was i've been i was in leadership in, up until last year and yeah. like it you never get a moment to but i had my life outside of church and what i started to realize is how much my life outside of church conflicted with what I was presenting to people right. inside of church. And so when I, but when I fully invested in church, I never felt like full because there was parts of me that's like, well, I want to be able to put out like this funny video, but I have this joke in it, not no cussing, no anything bad, but this joke is might be inappropriate. Now I got to take it down, you yeah. know? And I, and I realized that's like, I'm not gonna be able to reach, like I never wanted to reach you know, kids who were already established in the church mm-hmm. or people already established in the church. Like, my desire was to go outside and find the people outside of it, right. which over time, like, since I've lived, I've been able to do. Obviously, like, my my journey has been an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely have had my highs and my lows. But even, like, a few, a few weeks ago, I put out that Instagram video of basically, um, like, being hurt. By people with him because I was that I was that figure for so long, right? You know, and I remember when I heard that you stepped away, I was like, wait a second. I was like, okay, so what? What's going on? But then to hear that aspect of like you did like, I mean, I can relate to it to the most part. Obviously, like mm-hmm. I haven't been doing the most, I guess, promotable things. You know, people from <laughs> like if people obviously if people from Bayside listen to this or people follow like what I'm doing, like obviously like people aren't the greatest fans of everything I'm doing. But at the end of the day, like the conversations and the moments you get to have with people is it's very next level. Obviously I should probably be smart about or smarter about what I post. <laughs> but uh Yeah, but yeah. and I think that like the church thing is just I, I love church. I love being a part of it. I just think one of my desires to see the church is like um I would just have to see it be a little bit more like, and I think a lot of churches do a great job. So anyone listening, don't take it this way. I just think meeting people where they're at mm-hmm. and not trying to, like people say the word revival a lot, right? Or, um, you know, change someone's life, whatever. But revival isn't about like, I don't know. The revival is not about you saying the F word anymore. Yeah. Like it's not like, oh my God, like I'm praying for Zay. Like, I hope he's not like cursing all the time, like saying bad, bad words. And once he stops doing that, he's when he's going to be a Christian. It's Mm -hmm. like when you pray for revival for somebody and you want revival in someone's life, it's like revival is just them having an encounter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like them meeting Jesus and them figuring that out. And like, it's a journey, man, as you know, like it's a journey to figure out, especially, I don't know, I wasn't from a Christian home. So it's like a journey, like, you know, I was believed so many things for all my life. Yeah. And then when you come to know scripture or people, whatever, like you realize like, oh, things aren't okay. Or like maybe mm-hmm. things aren't the right way to live. And so you have to unlearn a lot of stuff and relearn a lot of stuff. So being patient while people are in the midst of like massive life change yeah. is like really like important. And so I think just like there's that side. And then also there's just like, dude, and as you know, it's like, and I think it's really mature for people when they do move from leadership things. Um, if they're not ready or maybe they feel like they're not comfortable, it's like, 
when you sign up for a leadership position in church, like, yes, there is the biblical stuff that we should follow mm-hmm. daily, but there's also some extracurricular stuff you sign up for. You have to, you have to sacrifice. And so I don't think people realize that, like, it's, it's you a lot. Get, you can get frustrated and, but it's like, but like at the end of the day, like, like you're saying, like you had to think about everything you did because mm-hmm. you knew the position you were in. Yeah. And you were like, but you had to make a decision. Like, mm-hmm. do I want to do this thing and maybe let go of some of the stuff that I believe I really desire to do to like form myself to like, and yeah. you know, maybe it's like maybe 10 years down the road, you'll like feel more ready to do something like that. But it's like for now, it's like a journey. And so mm-hmm. people seem to be patient. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember like, I mean, even talking to people who. I think some people, when you hear, like, you volunteer at, like, church and stuff, too, like, people outside the church don't understand, like, can you say, oh, I walked away, from, like, I stepped I stepped away from being as active in the church environment. People are like, so you just stopped going on Sundays? It's like, right. no, there was there was a time in an internship where I was at church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then went to one service Sunday and then put on a whole nother service right. Sunday night. Yeah. And it's like, and I did that for like a month straight you know and over time you realize like i have no time to do anything right yeah you got to take care of yourself too and so like explaining that to people of like yeah like it's like yeah you see you know bayside is like this huge thing it looks like a concert every night but you don't see the people who are setting up the lights and you know doing the rehearsals and everything like that Mm -hmm. throughout the week and so i think taking that moment to realize like dang i'm not in the best headspace right now and stepping away like some people some people within the church don't get it. Some people out of church don't get it. But if you understand what you're doing, yeah, then it's like sure. that's all that really matters. And that's what day. I think in church world too, man. Like my biggest advice that I'm learning for myself is like people can have great advice. You can have great mentors, great pastors. But at the end of the day, like people aren't God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you got to you gotta make some decisions for yourself. And even if they suck in the moment, like as long as you have peace with it, it's like things will be okay. So mm-hmm. yeah. um. So, but moving past like yeah. the church and everything, stuff like that, um, you had a a video you put out on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. Uh, do you kind of want to explain? <laughs> yeah, behind man. that one. I mean, I like as you know, like we talked for a split second about it before we did this podcast. Like, I am just navigating. Like, I was in a relationship for a while. Uh, not anymore. Um, I'm single absolutely not ready to mingle so mm-hmm. like i'm not in that head don't hit him up then no, yeah, yeah, don't that hit him up anybody uh, i'm still i'm you know growing myself and stuff but i just think people like that day for me like sucked and i was like mm-hmm. um me too so don't yeah feel. and you know what i mean it's not like and it's not really like oh my god like i wish i had love or like i wish i did it's more like dude i'm 20 i'll be 25 this year and i'm like and shout out dutch for keeping me alive in my bank account like mm-hmm. something in there but it's like I'm like a entry level broista or whatever you want to call it, and like, I don't have like a wife. I'm I have like six hundred bucks in my bank account right now. Mm-hmm. Like, when I used to have more, <laughs> you know what I mean. And actually, six hundred was like when it's full. Like, when yeah. I, you know, not enough for rent, barely enough. That's for a car. that's just and crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so, um, it was just one of those days that's like, you sit back and you're like, like, this sucks. And mm-hmm. watching other people just be so happy or. Um, all that stuff and so I think the reason behind the video was less of like I didn't want people to pity me I don't yeah like I have it we like you and me both we have people outside of social media that like I highly value their opinion a lot mm-hmm. more than what people think on I don't need the like uh the I don't need the fish yeah. yeah you know what I mean um but it was more just going like once again same thing with music is like I just want to live my life in a disposition that's like constantly real constantly mm-hmm. honest and sometimes it comes at a sacrifice of like 
being sad on camera, but uh, yeah, bro, I think it was just more, it's more so like, I have a song actually about it's going to be coming out, but um, it's more so like, I get I can get stuck and be like, man, if I would have just did this one thing differently when I was 21, maybe I'd be yeah. a millionaire now. And it's like, no, you wouldn't, babe, like, shut up. But uh, <laughs> so I think it's learned, that's like, kind of words out that day is just like navigating what it looks like to be entering like kind of mid 20s and mm-hmm. life restarting almost. yeah just realizing like like wow like i'm i'm, I'm not almost 18. done yeah, yeah. You know I mean? i'm like eight, not 18 anymore and you know people argue that you know we're still so young because we mm-hmm. are but you know midlife crisis or quarter life crisis is a real it's a yeah, real it is thing, no it so. is no like, it's something i struggle with too i think the big thing that i realized was like i think i put it on myself because i would see people like, especially in the church, I think it it makes me laugh when I think about it, of, like, you see people in the church, like, get married so young. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's for, like, you know, the one thing you get when you get married. <laughs> um, and that's, I genuinely had someone tell me, they're like, yeah, we got married pretty quick because we we're just trying to, I was like, all right, all right brother, yeah. you could just, there's, there's a door. <laughs> um, but I realized, I was like, you know, like, I think if I hit, like, 27 uh-huh. ish and i'm like not doing anything i'm like all right like right, yeah. i gave myself a window like dude like if this isn't going anywhere like the podcasting and stuff like doesn't go anywhere obviously like if dutch doesn't go anywhere then like I, i'm just gonna suck it up and do something because now i gotta start prepping for one day when i have a family hopefully you know and yeah for sure and i think you know I mean, you don't have to be married and i think everyone i think when you get married we see a lot of your friends get married young you hear the stories of like we got married when we were 21 and right. you're like you're like god you guys are a happy couple like i want that yeah and I think at the end of the day, like, we just got to trust the plan we have in front of right. us. And I don't think, I mean, I don't, when I was 21, I was, I think when I had a, I had a girlfriend, I was young, like 17. And um, we were like 20. Mm-hmm. 20s when we were getting married. Dude, if I got married at 20. Dude, I would, dude, I, I would be struggling. Like, I'd probably be, be divorced right now, to I be honest. Like, seriously. Yeah, it'd be rough. And so, um, and then like, oh, whatever, kind of same topic, but like. Dude, there's this guy, um, his name's Thad Cockrell. He's like a musician. He's been doing music for years. He's, he's like in his 40s now. Mm-hmm. And literally, he just like, this is this year, he just like put in, um, he sent his like manifesto to his agent and everything. He was like, you know what? My music's not taking off. He's like, fine, but I think I'm done. So I'm going to start pursuing. He's actually going to pursue a salsa company. It's like what he does on oh, the side. I mean, so it. it's like, all right, let's get it. We'll and then the next salsa. day, uh, he gets a call. There was a guy that walked into a hardware store mm-hmm. and heard his song on a playlist. Homeboy, it was Jimmy Fallon. And like two days later, he's singing on the Jimmy Fallon show. <sighs> and like, so he's like, dude, I was ready to give up at 40. And mm-hmm. like, it it was just all in timing. And he's like, now, you know, his song was number, his album was number two on iTunes store for like a couple <laughs> days. And like, you know, even if it never, if this is the highest to get, it just like was proof that like stuff will happen. Like, yeah whatever i mean i think you probably i think you'll take off you're pretty oh, we'll see i'm not, pretty talented <laughs> once guy. again dude even with the music like the obviously i want to get paid to do music and i want to live a life that's like i don't even need to be comfortable if i can just yeah. pay rent and pay for my car with my music that's great but you know i don't really care to be famous or anything i just mm-hmm. want to i hope people listen and i can make a living that's all so then like <laughs> oh yeah so obviously like you had like I guess back to like leading on worship and stuff. Cause yeah. for, for a minute, like you were like the, like consider like the guy, like everyone you see every Sunday and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Did you ever have people who treated you like a celebrity in a sense? Like, 
Because I know, okay, when I, when I brought, I, I would have friends and I, I was like, I was friends with you. I was friends with Jace and stuff like that. So I'd say hi or even like talking to Blake. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd be like, you can go walk up and say hi right, to him. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, that's, that's Pastor Blake or that's Bivens. Like, like you, like, yeah. how do you do that? I'm like, you just go like, say hello. Yeah, that stuff is like, what? Like, that's like my nightmare for, especially, oh. you know, I get it. Like, I wouldn't want to go say hi to like, if I saw, uh, I don't know. Like Brad Pitt at a restaurant, yeah. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, it's oh Brad Pitt!" Like I'm gonna swear. Slow but picture. Like, the it's like my like, like I love church, but like one least thing, it's just I hate the culture that's been developed of like, mm-hmm. you know, pastoral leadership means like celebrity sometimes. Yeah. And once again, like ninety nine percent of people I know, that's not their desire at all. It just happens. So, not that I would get treated like a celebrity, but you just like wish people would just be normal mm-hmm. and like it's like i mean obviously you've watched my valentine's day video you watch like what i'm going through it's like even at pastoral levels of leadership it's like we're all just people walking through the yeah. same stuff and we just have a different job and calling and so um yeah i wouldn't say like it was ever like a famous thing maybe there was i never tried to like look at it that way mm-hmm. but um there's definitely some stuff of like or you hear like dude even you know i make a mistake and it one of us makes a mistake, pastor makes a mistake. It could spread like wildfire. Yeah. Because people don't know that person, but they th- kind of think they do. And so I think that's the hardest thing is people, some people kind of think they know people they see on stage, people they see on platforms. Mm-hmm. And you let people in on stage, but like people think they know you. And so they have these opinions. Ideas and it's like, of but you've you never are. said hi. And so, um, and I sound a little aggressive. I'm very no. nice. No, no, no. Nice no, Bivens is a great guy. <laughs> very nice. And like, but it's just so honesty. It's honesty. Yeah, the honesty is like, just like, and I think that just kind of spreads full circle. It doesn't even have to be, you know, even like Dutch, like regionals or your yeah. franchisees or whatever. Like, I cracked uh, my manager who, like, I, I used to do, a, I did a podcast with Jordan. Right. Like, on her birthday shift, like, I cracked like four nitro cold brews on this. <laughs> you know, like, you, I, she's my friend. She's right. my friend and she's also my manager. And I think, like I remember one day, like my who someone who's like my best friend, uh, his name's Raf. He uh, he was telling me a story how someone introduced him. He's like, "This is my manager," and he was like, "Yeah, we were we were friends before we were. I was your boss, you know." And yeah. and I feel like just treating people like if you have that friendship, like build that friendship with them. Like they're they're your friend, and then they also do this. You yeah, know, I feel like that's actually Dutch. One thing I've learned because I have some really great managers, and uh, I've I've seen kind of firsthand they do a really good job at like being people's friends and yeah. doing business when business happen and then being friends and not even talking about the business stuff outside of it. That's like everyone's desire. I think it's like mm-hmm. working in church though. It's hard if you're, cause you're there all, I mean, you were, you worked in church a long time enough, at least an internship. It's like becomes your topic of conversation about everything. Yeah. And eventually you replace God with church and like you, you're like, we're not even talking about how I'm doing spiritual. And you're like, Oh man, I don't even know. Like what mm-hmm. I even know anymore. Like, I didn't so. even know like that the world, is round. Right. I had no idea. Is <laughs> I'm a flat blue. earther. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the whole thing too, man. Politics in church, like actually. D- oh yeah. Like not only politics of like the way things are organized, but like being a younger person who has different has ideas, different ideals and values and stuff. Um, that's, that's a journey too. So. Yeah. <laughs> I went to, I think I went to one service like in the middle of the election mm. and I was just like, this isn't fun. It's like it was like it felt like the room was legitimately split. Yeah, it's hard. And I was like, this is just this is uncomfortable. But the goal of the church, hopefully, you know, it's just to unify. To unify, and so I think that's why I think even myself, I catch myself. I'm like, I'm getting really worked up about this. Where it's like, 
Christians are supposed to be peacemakers. And so yeah. you can have your own personal stuff and talk with your friends or your spouse about it. But it's like, got to leave that stuff at Yeah, home me personally, <laughs> like I never get, I, ne- I, ne- I don't follow politics that much. So right. I don't understand everything. Um, the only time like I remember getting heated at church, there's two things. I'm a very competitive person. <laughs> you probably got it's probably an 825 competition. It was an 1825 <laughs> competition. So we were okay. It was the flag football tournament last year. I remember this because I had Dutch friends and we were we were playing in it, and we went undefeated the whole the whole game. And we played the championship. We're supposed to every game was double elimination. We lost one game, and they're like, hey, we're calling the game. And I was like, we can't reschedule. They're like, no. The other team beat us. And I remember, like, I didn't shake hands. I was just mad. I was like, I'm gone. And I just walked away. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. And I remember I was like, ah. Like football, yeah. Probably shouldn't. Yeah, football bring the worst out of me. And then uh, I think the other time was... I think someone was talking. Like, I get heated about sports conversations. Yeah, I do too. And some people will say, like dumb things to me and i'm just like listen man i need you to walk away right now because right. you have no idea what you're talking about yeah yeah man i'm a i'm diehard kings fan i'm like i'm like a diehard nba fan but sacramento kings is struggle trying to stand up for them forever yeah. is hard have you had anybody uh come through yet uh i haven't seen anybody of mine yet but like a church stuff i've seen like guys before like uh, we had um so we had De'Aaron. De'Aaron has come through almost. De'Aaron goes through. He's been through a few. Yeah. He's been in our franchise at like baseline and stuff. He's I'm just like, I'm just like, I just need you to say what's up. He came through twice to our stand. You got a Tesla, right? So one time he came through a Tesla. The other time he came through in an Ashton. We came through oh, in the Tesla. Dang. The Tesla is insane. I think he has a new car though. Probably. The Tesla was insane. It was like the color of your shirt and it was like wide, like a big, like a big Tesla. And the girl at the window, like I saw him. This is when he had his, his fro. Oh, okay, nice. And... Like he had his hood on, and I was like, I know that. Like I, I've seen this. I <laughs> probably watched... no mask at that time yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I've seen every single picture, and so I tell him, like, I'm like, guys, that's De'Aaron Fox in line right now. <laughs> and the girl at the window, her name was Maddie. Bless her heart. She, I go, I go, I go, hey man, like I go, huge fan, and then I walk away, and all I hear is, you are not him. No way. She starts freaking out, and I see him look at look at her, and she's like. <laughs> I'm just like, oh well, we just lost a regular. Is he a rebel just, guy? He's a caramelizer guy. Caramelizer guy, like chocolate. caramelizer. I think the second time he came through, he got a smoothie. Okay, weird. So he's like a he's an interesting drink. Yeah, I took him as a rebel guy everywhere. cause he's our age. Right, yeah. I mean he's younger like, than me. I would imagine he would be like a rebel guy, but yeah. I don't know. He lives, I think, out in this area. I've seen him before with pictures. He'll even get like I think he might just be like a co- like he has he'll on get on the team plane. Mm-hmm. He's been caught ton times with like AMPM coffee. So I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Um, but then so through, but one of the big things I I see you do, and this is like interesting because he's a one of the most lovable people I know. Uh, Josh. Josh Fu. J- Josh Fu. I almost said Josh Fu. I'm like that's not him. Josh <laughs> Fu. Josh Fu too. Um, but you and Josh Fu have a very a very in- interesting friendship. Are you guys still like? Oh yeah, we're tight. And yeah. so like, how did that like how how did that go about because he's a huge basketball fan as well <laughs> yeah, so yeah uh we used to um so i met him when he was like 16 when i was working in the high school ministry um we met at the first time i met him was actually at a taco bell and he'll tell you the exact date i can't remember but it's like january 20 something because he's has this incredible mind uh but for those of you yeah. don't know like foo uh he just wired different man like um i don't know what the actual diagnosis is i don't want to say anything mm-hmm. but uh obviously like is just lives his life a little differently than us um and but he has these amazing skills of like um for one he just loves people 
Yeah. Even if it's like roasting them, he loves people. But two is his calendar and his brain is crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he knows. He knows everything. everything. So like I said, he can he remembers the day him and I met, year and day. He remembers every NBA game, every score from the last like five mm-hmm. years. Even yesterday, he just texted me on Tuesday, just like the Milwaukee Bucks roster and record isn't that good this year. <laughs> like, uh, or on Monday, I said John Wall got roasted by his old team. Did you see that? Oh yeah. And so we just talk about basketball <laughs> mainly, but uh, yeah, we're homies, and he's 22 now. God, so I've known him for like six years. Yeah, so what a guy. He does lyrics at church. So he serves at church all the time, and he's on top of it. He's, he's an amazing. He's an amazing kid. Yeah, he's amazing, dude. I'm just like, man. I remember yeah. he would, he would walk up to me and he would ask me a football. He'd ask me football stuff. Oh, okay. And I get heated talking about the NFL, and he would tell me <laughs> he things. Would, he would poke you. He huh? would poke <laughs> me because he would know. He'd be like, he'd be like Isaiah, is Tom Brady the best quarterback in football? I'd be like, no. He'd be like, he has all these Super Bowls. I'm like, Josh, but look at his stats. He's like, and he would just walk away. Right. I'm like, Josh, no, wait, don't, don't start the fire yeah, and walk no, away. He just walks away. Yep. He knows, he'll, they will be on the phone sometimes. He'll just hang up. So. Yeah. All right, man. Like Josh, Whatever. <laughs> mid-sentence. Yeah. Mid-sentence. He also doesn't have a team. He's a bandwagon. He, yeah. So anytime someone wins. Or Die-hard bandwagon. Said he was a Nets fan. Now they have Durant, Kyrie, and Harden, which isn't – it's kind of working, but not really. But Yeah, it's an ugly thing to look at. I don't know what's going at. on. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy. Yeah, we're... Harden had a dope – I mean, that comeback on the Suns was nice, but uh, – mm-hmm. I'm just happy we're slowly putting things together. We are. I'm hoping we make a trade. We got banged by the Grizzlies. And, yeah, I don't want to. And the Orlando Magic with a nine-man roster, but – or yeah. eight-man roster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's Luke, to be honest. Luke's trash. Um, I just think we got to get some moves. I think Luke we. Just, I, I think, think I would. Yeah, there's a lot of guys I would. Get I think rid it's of. time to get rid of Harrison Barnes. Get rid of Barnes. His trade value is good. Get rid of. Ba- I would get rid of Bagley. Really? I'm over Bagley. Oh, I think he's fine. Trust the I think he's young. I mean, yeah, I want to trust the process bad, but I feel like we could. I'm trying to get. How did you feel when we got rid of Harry? Uh, I mean, I, w- I think it's funny because we're all really sad about it. But then he's like getting three minutes a game in Portland. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm like. Oh, say, we got it's crazy. But he be he uh, he took us to the rack in the preseason. Yeah, he dropped, I like, watched that. Almost thirty points. Fun fact: um, my friend Kessler is very good friends with him. Shout out Kessler. Like we have our we have our uh, our couch in our house is from uh-huh. his is from him. It's from Harry Giles. <laughs> he has like it's like from his apartment and stuff. Like before he moved, oh, he nice. just gave it. To yeah. us, I guess. That's a trippy thing too to just be like, imagine just up and leaving, getting traded. Yeah, dude. Or you're they, signing somewhere. But. They're like, so like they like fly you out, you sign the contract, and then you just have like a few days to like get everything yeah. together. You, you, just, you or... just literally buy like yeah a house. Some people do literally. Yeah. Some guys rent apartments like, but I know Shaq rent an apartment. Um. <laughs> When he went to Cleveland, yeah, because he didn't want to live in Cleveland. Yeah, he was like just jumping team to team though. Right. It was a weird, weird guy. Yeah, super weird guy. Um, the bread. Do you have a top? Do you have a top five uh, NBA players of all time? All time. All time is a little hard. How about current day? Current day, like if I can give you a top five like starting lineups, that works yeah. better. Okay. Um, Steph. Okay. Steph's the best point guard. Um. I hate to admit it, just because my man Charvis will be so mad at me. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. It's a it's a big toss. There's so many good twos. Yeah, I'm very curious as to where you're gonna go with this one. But if we're gonna talk the future, it's Luca. Okay. Doncic. That's he's, fair. He's, That's he's fair. He's struggling a little bit this year. I think what his biggest challenge is people might figure him out a little bit. Yeah. But he's dude. He's 20. That's what I'm saying. He and he's, <laughs> he's and he was an MVP favorite but, like his yeah, first year. But uh, I mean, if you had to take someone today, like just this season, like. You I'm might have to go Beal. with Beal. Yeah. You have to go with Beal. And then, uh, and he could probably whip, like flip-flop. Uh, I don't know. Are you taking LeBron or Durant? 
You want LeBron? So I would put LeBron at the four, and I would put Durant at, at the three. At the three. But I don't even know if I'd want... <sighs> I can't even think of anyone who can guard KD, to be honest. That's true. Yeah. Whereas, know, Le- whereas that, LeBron... There's so many good players. LeBron, I, uh, I, I say... I know I'm going to get a <laughs> very big hate for this, but I feel like LeBron's about about to miss a step. But he's about to lose a step. I think this is... His, he's still playing, like, better than so many yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, this, is, this might be his last year of, like... Of like, he is, like a, he is the most I don't know about guy. this, like, Giannis dude, though. Like, I, yeah, I he's wouldn't a dog, put, but I, I wouldn't know. put Giannis in my top five just because he can't... I would put AD at my five. <laughs> you don't know, I don't know. It depends on how fast trying to get your team to go because Nikola Jokic is just, like... Oh, yeah. He's a dog. He's had... I think it's because he developed that perimeter three. He's crazy, and he moves and so slow. That that w- he's a sloth, oh yeah, and he just is so good. He inspires me. I'm <laughs> like oh, doubles, like, like I don't have to be. I don't have to be a bulky right. guy. It's weird because I'm a I'm a big fan of like traditional back to basket people. Okay, cool, yeah. Like Demarcus Cousins is my favorite. Will okay. forever be my favorite yeah, player. Um, so sad. His career's been kind of sad. Yeah, I just wanted him to come back to Sacramento. Yeah, but oh, um, <laughs> this is Apple. Telling me I have three months of app, uh, Apple Arcade for free. It's it. <laughs> dumb. It's um, Sasquatch on there. You check it out. Really? It's pretty fun. Is it like a? Is it like literally like you? Is it like the Hunter one or? No, I don't even know. You're like you're this little Sasquatch and you just like you live in this little camp and you mm-hmm. have to do like, like you have to basically serve. It's like a fun game. You're trying to survive, oh, okay. but you can't let people see you. But you can it. like drive a car and you can like play. Oh, okay. Golf and stuff. See, because I, I play games. I downloaded a game. I thought it'd be really fun, and then it was just like a. Like a poor version of like Clash of Clans, not even Clash Royale, just Clash of Clans. <laughs> Clash. And it was like you build a camp and everything. I think it was a Walking Dead game. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I, this game's boring. I got boring after like a few minutes. Yeah, I get stuck on like some crazy games. I've been playing this SpongeBob Diner Dash game. I've been hearing so many <laughs> things about it. You just make crab patties and you know you just clock off. I think I'm I'm a, I've turned into a little more Squidward than SpongeBob these last few years, but you know what it is. I'm still you a know fan. The vibes. Um. Well, I just want to say thanks for coming on, man. You see a little, you see a little casual outro. Oh, look at that. Um, this is a time for you to promote anything you got going. Obviously, you talked about the All EP right. throughout yeah. it, but yeah, I got an EP coming out. If you want to follow me on Instagram, at Topher Bibbins. Um, that's where all the news will be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, be kind to yourself. That's like my biggest promotion. But uh, yeah, that's all, man. Just EP, yeah. living life. I'm working at Dutch Bros Roseville, so on sunrise. Come say hi. Come say what up. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was awesome. That was awesome having you. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we got to spend a little yeah, time together, you know? Some time. I'm always down, always Straight down. To the NBA for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed uh, the show and the listen. Uh, make sure you guys be a friend, tell a friend, share the podcast with whoever you know, whoever you love, whoever you hate, whoever you want to share it with. And so. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys on the next one. Have a good one. Bye.